The views and opinion and comments on this episode of the Black and Blue Vanguard podcast do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinion by any law enforcement department or agency. Content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Listener's discretion is advised. Now that that's out the way, let's get this show started. Welcome one, welcome all. This is the Black and Blue Bad Girl Podcast, the only podcast that was made by law enforcement for law enforcement. To express our thoughts, our concerns, ideas, or hey, if you just want to vent, you can do that too. Now hold on, wait a minute, civilians. We haven't forgot about you. We welcome you to listen in. We'd like to hear from you. I'm not alone. I brought back up who's on this ride along with me. Wadi. And Holiday. And I'm Jules. We have a great show for you today, ladies and gentlemen. On today's episode, the Vanguards are welcoming back Officer Stefan while he talked to us about his journey on getting off probation and much, much more. So ladies and fellas, too, without further ado, let's get busy. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Officer Stefan back. Man, when he got on here the first time, he was the recruit going into the academy. Now he's our probation. Look at that. He's the police. Man, this is going to be a good episode. This is going to be a good episode. But first, let's talk about what's new on the beat. My favorite part of the show. You know, Officer Stefan, since, you, since, you, since you're our guest, can you go first and bless us and go first and, and give us a story? All right, I'll tell you the one I we mentioned before. Um, How did it? I think it was a battery in progress, and uh, me and my partner we got there. And long story short, it was two parties. They were they, when we got there, they weren't fighting. Okay, but uh, okay. they were in altercation. We separated both parties. Blah blah blah. And then uh, we were talking with. I, well, I was talking with one female. And, um, you know, I'm talking with her and blah, blah, blah. And out of nowhere, I see like a, like a, a, a black dot coming out of her hair. <laughs> okay. And, and I didn't, I'm, I'm looking at it and it's, it's moving down to like her eyebrows and Mm-mm. it was a bed bug. And Damn. I think he was, I, I think I think he was kind of like scoping the scene because he 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 had heard something that he had never heard before, which is my voice. And then uh, after a while, I think I think he thought to himself, uh, "Let me go back inside." And he crawled right back into her hair. Dang. And she and she didn't move or try to it hit it. Laughed her face. She just kept on, she kept on, she kept on talking. She didn't That's feel wild. it. That's wild. So That's crazy. If uh, just 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 be careful where y'all heading to, where y'all at, <laughs> dude. No, that's real talk. That's real talk. So you you interviewing this girl, and all of a sudden a bed bug come crawling down out of her hair to the middle of her forehead and back nothing. up, and she didn't even do anything. Nothing. She just blabbing off out the mouth. Ooh wee. You know that's her pet. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a yeah. that's a pet that's why yeah i, that's I wonder how many more she got Ooh, man you know what stuff oh man yeah you're right and hey, you hear that ladies and gentlemen be careful 
be careful where you lean on, stand at, uh, sit on, or whatever the case may be. Yeah, yeah. Be careful. Okay. We, we all go over your, you know, your cousin's house, and, <laughs> you know, co-worker's <laughs> house. Just, just you know, when you when you walk in, just, 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 just uh, be observant. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, that's the word right there. Be observant. I like that. I like that. Oh, holiday cat daddy, what you got, man? Matter of fact, hold on, cat daddy. Oh, you working today, so you ain't getting no beer today, right? No, nah, but you know what? I'll just uh had to keep it PG today, so I'll crack open this uh Canada Dry cranberry ginger ale. Okay, let's let's check. Let's hear. It. Let's yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get let's get it. Fire. Oh, yeah, that's fi- yeah, that's actually fire though. That went yeah, in the black theory one too, or the black cherry. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Oh yeah, you yeah, that's what's up right there. So I had to keep the beer in the fridge because I gotta go in tonight, but this would do as well. All right. Mm-hmm. I mean it, there's nothing wrong, I guess, taking a little swig of beer before you go to work, I guess, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll take it to work. But anyway, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um new on the beat. Well, lately, uh how they been in lockup. You know, I've been a lockup guy lately, so now nah, it's just uh keeping these not um uh, um good uh people that do bad decisions. No, what was you about to no? What was you about to say, Holiday? Oh, them numb no. yeah, <laughs> damn numb nuts. You know what I'm saying? It has some nerve to be demanding. How the hell you screw up? Mm. Yeah, you mad at the world trying to argue with us and every other officer. So. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I had to had to put one in this place. He came in my lockup talking mess. He's drunk. He was talking. I told him to sign these papers for his uh, inventory. Okay. He didn't listen. He said, you know what? I didn't even do nothing. I ain't signing shit. I was like, I tell you what. Hey, don't sign it. I said, whatever property you have, I'm keeping. He said, wait a minute. <laughs> Excuse me. He said, wait a minute. What's this paper for? I said, for your inventory. You can't get your inventory till you sign. Mm. You know, when you come back, it's how, you know, I'll give him a receipt. So when he come back from court, you know, he come back to the station, get his property. I said, well, you won't be able to get your property <clears throat> without this receipt. And if I get no signature, I can't issue this receipt. So your property stay here and I'm keeping it. It's all mine. Mm. Oh, man, what? Oh, man, why you didn't say something? He signed, signs his name. Then I threw his ass in the lockup. I threw him in his I closed that damn door so quick. Goo-goo. Goo. Yeah, boy, that door was locked. That's it. Then you going to talk about something. Can you get a sandwich? Uh-huh. <laughs> so what the fuck? I said, all right, man, whatever. Okay, and then he's talking about, can I warm it up? Put uh, mayo and bacon on them up. I said, this ain't Burger King. Can't have it your way. What? I said, no, nah, man. <laughs> I'll be nice enough and put some 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 mustard on it. Other than that, man. You know what I'm saying? But the more of the story is, screw up. There's no story. You just don't screw up. <laughs> 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 oh man! And that's the bottom line, cause holiday says so. <laughs> Is it more of the story? <laughs> ain't no more of the story. Oh man, I'm gonna go right quick. Um, while I was 
on recruitment. You know, we're recruiting inside. You know, we go to different spots trying to recruit people to join the job. I was in Jewel. I forgot which one. I think on Roosevelt and Canal, I think. Um, So people coming in, we ask, them, hey, you guys interested in a, in a career in law enforcement? Well, a lady and either her brother, son, or significant other, I don't know, came in. I tried talking to the to the female, and she walked right past me, didn't say anything. Okay. Mm. So tried talking to the guy. He stopped. Nice. And she came back. The lady came back like, no, you know, no, he ain't interested either. He's like, she's like, come on. And snatched him <laughs> and just walked away. I was like, man. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. So after that, I was like, "Man, I, I guess, I guess she doesn't like. I guess she don't like the police." I don't to say about it. I was like, "Oh well, somebody else can walk in and hand them, hand them a flyer." Like, here you go. Anybody, anybody interested in Korean law enforcement? You know, there so, it is. Yeah, but that's what's new on my beat. Now, here's what we all been waiting for. All right, Miss Waddy, what we got for? What you got for us? I don't got nothing, guys. I'm sorry to disappoint. People don't act as crazy as they do with y'all. Man, I'm coming up. I'm putting that part for me. I'm sorry. I'm, these community members are not comedians like y'all are. <laughs> <laughs> these criminals not comedians over here. Dang. Yeah, they nuts where we at. Okay. Well, listen, like we like like we said before, we all get paid the same. For now, because I guess some things are coming out for us and you know, next year, you know, different yeah. You know, different people who get different uh, skills, uh, skills and, and yeah. training get a little get a little something for their, you know, for their time and their knowledge. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I guess the the pay gonna be a little different, just slightly, but you know, mm -hmm. that's all right. I'll take it. Mm -hmm. I'll take it. You know what I'm saying, Stefan? Take mm -hmm. it. Yeah. All right, man. All right, let's keep this party rolling. Uh. Holiday, any uh, new notifications? All right, yeah, we have some new notifications. Uh, we're gonna go with Joe. Thank you, Joe, for writing Joe the Wolverine. Yeah, right. yeah, that's right. Like yeah. That. Yeah, oh, like yeah. That. yeah, 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 yeah. Joe the Wolverine, he's a good, he's a good, uh, uh, he's always a good, good supporter of the show. He supports the show big time, man. Oh. Shout out to you, big Joe, Joe the Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Joe the Wolverine, <laughs> I like that. I appreciate you writing. Thank you for being loyal to the show. And Joe the Wolverine wrote, I had to go get some Oreos after listening to Holiday. <laughs> LOL. Great episode, guys. Uh, like them even more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Joe the Wolverine got some Oreos. Yeah, they addictive. Especially mm -hmm. them thins. I get them thins. Uh, Sue, thank you, Sue, for writing. Sue uh, wrote, Waddy, you won't lose your job for telling someone to shut up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, too. Thanks, some, Sue. Because some of them need to. Like, eh, yeah, because I had to tell dude to shut up in the locker. And, okay. uh, Thanks, Sue. Yeah, there you go. So, Miss Waddy, <laughs> going out there for the next time you have what's new on the beat. You could be like, yeah, you told somebody not only shut up, shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just so just so for clarity, guys. Okay. Right. I can't recall 
the exact conversation, but I'm pretty sure I was over-exaggerating. That's okay. Yeah. I know know some people don't really... I don't know. Yeah, so just for FYI, I exaggerate sometimes because I know how super radicalized the society has been against police. So every little Mm -hmm. thing that they perceive that we do is wrong. They like to take things to the extreme. You know, so yeah. yeah. I was over exaggerating. And thanks for writing, Sue. Uh we appreciate you, Sue. And Rick, thank you, Rick, for writing in. And uh Rick wrote, good episode. My family and I while well, was sitting at the dinner table eating, and we all talked about what we're all thankful for. Oh, that's what's up. That's, that's just some stuff that needs to happen in the world. It's mm-hmm. family and talk about what you're thankful for. It's so negative out here. Man. Yeah. Man, yeah. okay. It doesn't hurt. No, so man. appreciate that. Yeah, we appreciate all our... Uh... Our listeners to 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 chime in and give us a little shout out on uh, on our email address and that's the Black and Blue Vanguard Podcast at gmail.com. Man, yeah, keep those follow ups coming. You know, we read your stuff out on the air and give you a shout out. Oh, uh, Miss Waddy. All right, what we got? Any new notifications? Okay, so police in DeKalb County, Georgia, are on the hunt for a gunman who opened fire at a home in the early morning hours of Thanksgiving. Four people were injured when the assailants opened fire, discharging more than 100 rounds at the home on Cascade Manor Drive in Decatur, Georgia, just before 3 a.m., Lieutenant said. Lieutenant Shane Smith with the DeKalb County Police Department told Newsweek, the victims who range in age from 37 to 57 are all expected to survive. Three other people inside the home at the time of the shooting were uninjured. When officers arrived, they located four victims in the residence with various gunshot wounds. All four were transported to area hospitals for treatment of non-life-threatening injuries. While two patients had critical injuries, all four are expected to survive. Smith said initial information obtained at the scene indicates everyone involved in the shooting was inside the residence when unknown perpetrators fired more than 100 rounds into the house. No arrests have been made, and Newsweek will continue to follow the story. Damn. Why did you say 100 rounds? 100 rounds. I'm shocked that the other three people that was in the house was uninjured, but that's good, though. Yeah. Wow. 100 rounds. Wow. That's yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. You know what's messed up too? What? Uh collecting those rounds and inventorying them rounds. Yes. You know, like what the ETs have to do, the evidence technicians, yes. they will have to yes. inventory each round. That, that's how they do it in Chicago. Uh that was in what the De- cow? Yeah. In Georgia. It that was in, in Georgia. Okay, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it'd probably be the same way, but a right. hundred rounds. Who's God dog? Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm just you know, people just think about that. You this is one house and multiple shooters, one, two, I don't know, but a hundred rounds into a home where there's family and children and women and you know. 
meant sleep at or rest at. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, man. That's yeah. You need to catch those monkeys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, see, you need to catch those monkeys. Get them off the street. Wow, man. All right, what else? What else we got, Miss Waddy? Just anonymous tips up to five thousand dollars for any tips leading to gun trafficking charges or convictions, and up to fifteen thousand dollars for tips leading to homicide charges or convictions. You can always call 833-408-0069 or you can email cbdtip.org. All right. You know what? We Hey, they ain't going nowhere, ladies and gentlemen. Right. They ain't going nowhere. All right. Let's go with the main event, the investigative part of the show. Okay. And that's <laughs> Officer Steph R. Hey. <laughs> He's back, ladies and gentlemen. He is back. Bigger and deafer than ever. Wait a minute. So you telling me he's no longer a PPO now? He's no, just, he's a PPO now. Man, he is. Yeah, the police. Stefan can go out there and curse at people. He can <laughs> slap people. He can flip people off. He can take. He can take license out of people's hands and throw it at them. Man. Damn. It's oh. a good feeling. He can tell his he can tell his supervisors to shut the hell up. Well, uh, not yet, not yet. And that's when you get twenty <laughs> years. That's when you get twenty years. Then you can tell. <laughs> Man, we got Stephon back, and he's going to holler at us about it about his journey of getting off probation. Man, I know it's a good feeling. Stefan, talk to us. I I know it's good. But first and foremost, congratulations on getting off. Man, that is yeah, that is good, real. man. Yeah, that's what's up. Thank you. Man. So tell us, Stefan. Let's let's just we hey, we just wrap it, ladies and gentlemen. We got Stefan back. When he came on the show the first time, he was going in, he was coming out of the academy, uh, going in, you know, in the field. Now, not only been on the field, out there in the field, he's off probation and he's the police. So Stefan, tell us what what was it like when you had your first day on the job with your FTO? Uh, what was the thoughts, man? What was what was going? Now we getting off the we getting out of the academy. We getting out of the academy. Now it's the real thing. Can you you know saying think back? I know I know it's been a while, a long time ago. But if you can think back, man, just talk to us. How how was that? What was that like? That was that was on Christmas last year. Well, look at that. Nice. Yeah. My first day was on Christmas. Okay. Uh, I was working with third I was third watch. And uh I was I was downtown. I mean, so that yeah, okay, so that was Christmas. My feelings going to work was nervous. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know like how my trainer was gonna be at the time. Uh it was it was a weird feeling like walking around with a gun on my hip. Well, at this time, a duty gun on my hip and a badge and like a shirt with Chicago police patches. Mm-hmm. It was a it it was just a weird feeling going back, like thinking back a year from now. Yeah, because that did you was it a fear? What did you have like I know everybody's nervous. Mm-hmm. Everybody's nervous. It's it's 
you're coming from an academy which is a controlled environment. It's just that's we're practicing in there. We're learning law. We're practicing handcuffing. We we're learning the different statues and all that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Car traffic and all that stuff. Now mm-hmm. we get to put. Now we're getting in and what we learn in, in, in the academy into the real thing now. Now, yeah. did you did you come out like like you're saying, you got the patches, you're wearing the pistol, you know, it's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Officer Stefan. Now, mm-hmm. when you was out there, how how'd you feel when you stop that when you when you make that first stop, that first interaction with that that either the job or a street stop or a traffic stop, man, if you can remember. I don't, I don't remember exactly like you know like that very first call mm-hmm. but I can remember like those first few calls okay like thinking like mine is like trying to like foresee like what's you know I mean long story short dude like just like you got you got like adrenaline going through you oh yeah okay, okay. you yeah. you you're, you're a little stressed out you know first person with a call gun you know you thinking it's actually somebody there with a gun and I'm mm-hmm. thinking like, okay, what am I gonna do when I get there? Um, so I would I will say stress. You know, first few times, um, stress, stressful in a sense, because you don't you don't know what to expect. You know, it's like for the past six months, like it's been drilled into you, you know, to to know where you are, or it's been drilled into you to like always be ready, or that you know this these bad things do happen to police officers and you don't want that to be you so it's it's stressful because like i said like, you don't know what to expect like your first traffic stop you're very heightened because you know you just spent six months looking at v- videos of mm-hmm. bad things happening to police officers on traffic yes. stops yes um but at the end of the day it's like and also, it's it's weird that I've learned this now, but you got to take whatever the driver gives you or whatever that vehicle gives you. Or you got to take whatever, maybe not a traffic stop, but like each situation, each person, they give you everything you need to know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, So you got to be very like observant and pay attention to like those little cues that your body gives you. Okay. That lets you know, hey, you know, this is going to happen or whatever the case may be. It could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So how was it was, how was the, I know you work with, there was three cycles. You have three mm-hmm. cycles. Mm-hmm. Each month is a different cycle for three months. Mm-hmm. How was working with the FT? Did you have the same FTOs or you had different FTOs? So my first cycle, I'm not going to. Uh, yeah, we're going to be right, right, right. I know. we. Yeah. Gonna... Yeah. I'm not going to like say where I was at and who I right. was with. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, it was a very, to, I mean, to be blunt, it was like, and, and a lot of people, not only me, but a lot of people have gone through this when they went on it, when they've been on their training cycles and it was it was a crappy cycle. I'm not gonna, okay. not gonna lie to you because yeah, no. mm-hmm. you met you got to mesh with personalities and the trainer I had at the time, this particular person, their training style 
was not a good training style because if you allow your emotions to get to you on a job, who does it reflect on? It's like a parent with kids. If that parent is upset because of her job, well, she's gonna be upset at her kids too. Maybe not for every little thing for every little thing that the kids do. Okay, so if you come home mean, you're gonna be mean to everybody else that you're associated with. So as it relates to me, this particular trainer would have issues going on in their life, and that would reflect onto me. Mm. Um, so word to the wise. You know, treat people how you want to be treated and uh, don't let this job get to you. And, Man. And, I, and I mean that in two ways. Okay. Because just, just because you're a police officer and you have this patch that says FTO doesn't mean that you are hot shit. Okay. Right. You're absolutely right. And, and, also, absolutely right. and also, don't let this job get to you mentally because at the end of the day, this is just a job. And and once we go home, the uniform comes off, and you have to deal with the realities of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the first cycle. Okay. Now, with all that being said, I thought to myself, okay, you know what? I don't want to be in this district anymore, because just being there, I was. It was a negative. I I felt like going to work was just very negative. And and after talking, after dealing with this and talk with di- di- talking with the different officers, they've told me this is this is the job. Like you have to figure out, you know, some districts are where where you don't mesh with people, and some districts where you do mesh with people. You know, and that's not only the job, but that's just life in general. You know, this job is mainly like personality based. Like you got to be able to like get along with people. It's not like we have like a desk job and. You do all of your work and you seem to see your boss and that's it. Like, I got to be able to talk to my partner or partners. So I made the decision, okay, you know what? I don't want to be in this district. I want to go somewhere else. Well, mm-hmm. now I will say the district that I, uh, that I went to because this district played a monumental role okay. in me being the police officer that I am today. Okay. So I emailed the FCO section at the headquarters, and they sent me to the good old 7th District. Oh, the 7th District Rangers. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. now being in 7, like, my first day, first few hours, being there felt like being at home. Uh, Like, the people there are just amazing. Even, like, working in the neighborhood, like, I felt, you know, good being working in Inglewood. Um... So I had another trainer. She was a good trainer. Um, granted, she didn't know much, just like all of us. But she, but the, what I liked about her is she, she made it known that she didn't know much. Mm. But on the flip side, she's like, okay, if I don't know it, we're gonna figure it out and we're gonna get through it. We're gonna call somebody or we're just gonna figure it out. Um, another thing that she did was she let me drive and she was like, hey, like. Whatever you want to do, we can do it. So if you want to do traffic stops, if you want to do street stops, if you whatever you whatever you want to do, do it. And okay. that, like her doing that, allowed me to like kind of build confidence within myself to know what I'm doing, but also allowed me to just. I mean, that, but that's how you learn though by doing stuff. Right. Right. So it was fun. It was really fun. I was on afternoons, and it was fun. Um, my third cycle, my last cycle, my final cycle. Uh, usually with that final cycle, the the FCO expects you expects you to have like a good baseline of the job. 
And I was on days and same thing, like my FTO, great FTO, good guy. Seven, eight years on a job. And um, same thing. He's like, hey, like, whatever you want to do, we can do it. As long as you don't get me hurt or, you know, we don't get in trouble, I'm down. So I was able to go out there and police and actually got an award. We got an award for assisting with TAC, um, uh, an honorable mention. Okay. Got an arrest. And, I mean, I got my first felony arrest working with him. Uh, domestic battery, and this girl was on parole. She violated her parole. And then uh, later on, throughout us finishing the arrest, she had, like, several baggies of crack cocaine up her anus. Nice. So, yeah, that was uh, a... That's what it you was call a good rush. That's what you call booty dope right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Hey man, been open squat, man. I mean squat and call for me. <laughs> so, dude, it was a that was a real good arrest. Um, that's good. Hey, that's what's up. Hey yo, yeah. who collect who collected the evidence? Well, I mean I had to. I hope you I hope you had some I hope you had some gloves on. Yeah, hey, gloves and I had surgical mask and uh Oh, you know what? Oh, policing. It's a it's a dirty job, but somebody has to do it. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. but, uh, Yeah, I had that and then I had another another lady who uh I I I'm I can't even get this to it. I got so many stories working at seven. But uh yeah, I mean long story short, you know, I did my first cycle in that, that particular district. I didn't like uh -huh. it. I did my second and third cycle in the seventh district. Okay. And I love I loved it in seven. Seven is a great place. Um, and then getting off training cycles, I was sent to the ninth district, which is where I'm assigned to now. Okay. Now how how's nine been? So when I first got to nine, I was upset because uh I wanted to, like I said, I wanted to stay in seven. So I got I I got to nine and like, you know, what if you had a negative attitude about something? Like mm -hmm. everything else, everything else behind that mindset is going to be negative. Yes. Yes. Real so talk. Real me talk. going to nine, I'm like, all right, I don't want to be here. So now I'm like picking out every, every little thing to like poke at to say, oh, to, to, to justify my reason as to why I don't want to be at nine. So when I first got to nine, I'm like, okay, well, they are, the officers are, uh, what did I say? Uh, what do you call it? Clicky. Okay. Like, I'm like that clicky. And I'm I'm I was just coming up with reasons as to why I didn't like nine. But fast forward to now, nine is a really good district. Um the officers are I'm cool with everybody for the most part. I don't mean not that I'm I don't have any issues with people, but uh I'm cool with everybody for the most part. Okay. Uh I think nine is a good place to work because you gotta you get a happy median. You know, you got when it when it's when it's hot, it's hot. When it's cold, it's cold. If you want to work, you can work, and if you don't, you don't have to. Um, we got like so many food spots. You know, if you want Mexican food, if you want Chinese food, if you want American food, if you want Italian food, you know, Panayan is a, is a good place to work in. Um, and we get and, and it's busy too. So we get our fair share of shootings and people shot. Um, if you want to get into DUIs, nine is a great place 
to be a if you want to work DUIs. Okay. Uh we just get a we get a like on a spectrum of activity, we're just across the board high. Um if you wanna possibly, you know, get promoted or go to a special unit. There, you, there's room to to do that because the people working at nine, as far as like the bosses, they've they've been down that road as well. So nine is a really good district. Fast forward for now. So so far, it's been good. It's been nine has been been really good to me. Whenever you want time off, you know, that may, but that's that's the thing with Chicago Police Department. It's, it's such a great job. I mean, oh, but, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like. The benefits that we are awarded is is amazing. It's, I, I told somebody today it's 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 a job night like no other. Yeah, it's like no other. It's it's it's. Don't get me wrong. There's it has its is it it sucks parts of it. Heavy downfalls, mm-hmm. but but yeah, man, I have fun. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I love what I do. Yeah. Hey, hey but you know what? You know, Officer Stefan, I want to piggyback off something you said about your first FTO. And I really want people to understand and, and hear what you were saying. We have FTOs, some, a, a few, think that stuff don't stay. And it does. We all been there. I, I'm nice to everybody. I talk to the new uh, PPOs who come in the district because... Hell, you, 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 you guys are the future. Mm-hmm. You know, I won't treat nobody bad or or be some type of way because this person is new. Mm-hmm. I was once new too. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know the streets. I don't know what, what I was doing. It was a new environment. It was scary, you know. And last thing you need is just somebody, some FTO to, to belittle you or you know, talk to you in a negative way. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. And, and I play, I pray and wish that when people, people listen to this, you know, take heed to what, what we are talking about. And that goes into life in general. You don't have to be nasty to each other, you know, one another. You don't have to be nasty to people. The easiest thing you do is be nice to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the easiest thing you can do. That's the nicest thing you can do is be, be considerate and be nice and show and show love to, to one another. Mm-hmm. You know, we we was you know I hate to hear that. I hate to hear you had a a bad first uh, a bad FTO. You know, uh, we you know unfortunately it's it's somewhat in all districts in a way. I you know I hear things and you know mm-hmm. so man, I just really want people to understand what what you were saying on that one. Like like no nah, we. You you don't know the job. That's why you, you're here to learn, right? You know what I'm saying. You know you know t- you know teach me, mm, right, you know. Yes. But you know just treat me like a human being. You know you're not you're not God I made Almighty. You didn't come in knowing the job. Somebody taught you. Hell, they, right. hell you you still learning. Yeah, because we still learn on this job. Because things always change. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and to piggyback off what you said, so, um. Uh, we had a uh, holiday. I don't, I don't know if you knew him, holiday, but Tim Sawula. Shout out to Tim Sawula. Oh man, um, yes. Uh, yes. yeah, yes. yeah. So, yeah, he was, he was, he worked the nine, and that was my guy. 
And uh, you know, rest in peace to Tim. Um, you know, real good dude, like a really good dude. I mean, this man is like just a nice, nice, nice guy. He was. Um, he was very respectful. You know, he was a funny guy. But I, and I bring him up to say, like, you know, and and I don't even know if I should like bring this up on like the podcast, but mm. like. Just be mindful of who, and this is for everybody, like, just be mindful of who is around you, who you're yeah. working with, because we work we work a job where, sure, you may not work with the same person every day, or you may not vibe with this person, but at least know who you're working with. You know, there shouldn't be a, a uh, there shouldn't be a reason why after Tim passes away, you got officers who ask, like, who was he? He doesn't, he doesn't, his name doesn't sound familiar. When you were in roll call with this person. Oh, he wow. He assisted, he assisted you on your jobs. Like, to me, that's like, that's like a sign of like disrespect or, or the one, but two is like, that shows how, how much people live in their own little bubbles that they don't even know what's going on around them or who's around them. This job is not based, this is not a solo job. You can't do this job by yourself. It's, it's literally impossible. Right. You have to have you have to have like some type of cohesiveness with your partners. You may not be buddy buddy with them. You may not go out, you know, Dave and Buses with them right. on Friday. Just just know who you're working with, because you never know. Like you, you, this person, you know, he probably he probably could have all he did was assist you on your jobs, and you never took the time to like get to know who he is, and now he's passed away, and now you're like, wow, I couldn't even get a chance to know him. Right. So, you know, like I said, shout out to Tim, rest in peace, but also like for everybody out there, just let's not be so selfish. Mm-hmm. So, or yeah. stuck in our little shells, stuck in our own little box. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, now I was even thinking like, okay, like, you know, I'm not the type to like party, party too much or or go out to the bar and all of that, but hey, why not? Why not go to the watch party or if, you know, every now and then, like, hang out with a, with a few coworkers, like, you know, keep it, keep it civil, you know, be smart, you know, always, you know, like, be, be an individual and not flock with the crew, with the, with the crowd. But, you know, like, you never know when your time is. So, and me, like, now I'm like, you know, I want to be able to live life because I don't know when my time is. Nobody do. So right. live life to the fullest. You know, be kind to everybody. You know, treat everybody with respect, and and just hope for the best. Oh man, hey, oh Stefan, hey you, hey, listen. Not only I seen the transformation and the growth from, you know, before you got on the job, then you got uh, in the academy. Now as uh, uh, as the police off probation, now the police and you, and now you have PPOs. Mm-hmm. Riding with you and, and, and working with you now. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh so tell us how's that how's that been to, to see as once you was the the PPO. Yeah. Riding with FTO, riding with, with veteran officers. Now you you're to a PPO, you're the veteran officer. Right. Man, um, how's how's that been? Okay, so I got off status December 1st. Okay. okay. 
I get off that. I got off status December first. Okay, so what's this is how I think. What's the difference between December first and November what twenty eighth? Nothing. So I say that to say, I say that to say, just because I'm a PO and my mm -hmm. partner may be a PPO, we're no different. Okay. I may I may know a little bit more than him. Mm -hmm. You know, I might have worked in a, uh, you know, like I said, a seven seven district is a busy busy district. I may I may I may you know like I said know a little bit more than him. I may be more knowledgeable in the law, but at the end of the day, and it and it goes to respect, like. Just because he's a PPO or she's a PPO doesn't mean you treat them any differently. True. You know, if if you need to take charge, sure, you know, to get the job done, you, you do that. And I've had instances where I get in an arrest with a PPO and I got to tell the PPO, hey, okay, like, come on, like, get back on track. Hey, like, this, no, you know? But other than that, you know, I don't want to be like that, P, that, that PO who's so demeaning and feel like they need to just treat the, the PPO like a kid. Mm -hmm. Like we all know that, that, that there's POs in the district who treat the PPOs like crap just because they they have an extra P in front of their title. Uh, to me, I don't agree with that. You wear a blue shirt, I wear a blue shirt. The same way I can get hurt, you can get hurt. What's the difference? Okay, yeah, mm -hmm. I know I, I know I, I'm more knowledgeable than you are at a certain topic. Doesn't matter. Okay, you're probably more knowledgeable at me at, than me at a certain topic, you know. So, my experience with working PPOs is I I treat them re with respect, and mm -hmm. uh, I try to have fun, you know. Um, I try to one thing I try to do is, you know, I don't want to be like that officer which I said before. I don't want to be that officer who you know after a certain amount of years get disgruntled, gain weight, and I hate the job. So with that being said. You know, my time with my PPO and I'm running the show, you know, I make sure that I get, you know, whatever activity I can. Meaning if I go to the CTA training stop, you know, I go, not ride the train, but go uh, hang out at the tra on a training platform, mm -hmm. you know, just go walk around or uh, do a few traffic stops or, you know, write parkers for people parking in grandma's, grandma's uh, parking spot or, or mm. body, uh, in a in a bus lane, okay. You no, know? because that PPO, you know, even though, even which I have learned that PPO does look up to me as a PO because I have more time, you know, a month, whatever. They look at, they look up, they look up to that person because they have like a, it's more of a, it's high, it's hierarchy. So you know, it's like you being that senior, me being that senior officer. You gotta set that standard, and in return, that forces me, in a sense, to make sure I'm on top of my own game. Mm -hmm. yes. But when it comes to when it comes to paperwork, like, yeah, this is something. It's, it's something small, right? Like, for instance, uh, I was assisting the unit for a person calling for help. Long story short, that was a BS call. However, in the midst of canvassing the area, looking for this this uh, caller, we we all viewed a domestic. Um, we get out the, the, it was, it was over. It was so stupid. It was over the, the boyfriend took the woman's daughter's phone, but the phone was, was given by the boyfriend's brother. So it, it really wasn't her phone. It was just, she, I mean, it was, it was a gift so he could take it back 
you know, technically, whatever, right? So it was, it was, it was stupid. And I told the dude, I'm like, hey, like, y'all get into an argument, you want to take the phone because you want to be petty. Like, you know, whatever, you do you, but just be careful what you get into, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Long story short, she... She didn't she didn't really want police services. She just wanted us to get the phone back. Okay, I'm not gonna go into this house and look through this house for this phone. If you want me right. to give you if you want me to give you a report, I will do that for you. Okay. But other than that, if you don't want, if you don't want my help, I can't I can't, I'm not gonna no. This this is stupid. Anyway, she goes into the house and she's like, Where's my phone at? Where where's my daughter's phone? Where's my daughter's phone? So at this point, I told her, I said, Hey. I tried helping you. You don't want to accept my help. And I gave her a vent in the den. Said, hey, you want to get a, uh, a warrant or a protection, blah, 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 blah. And I, I, did, I did my due diligence. Go back downstairs and tell my PPO, okay, the minimum we're going to do is an ISR because we did stop them. Now, some people may say, you know what, whatever, forget about it. But, again, I got a PPO with me. Right, exactly. You know, I got to exactly. teach them. I got to teach him, hey, like, you know, you document everything. And I, and I told him, I'm like, hey, this is how you, you know, you cover your own butt. Because if anything happened, you documented it and you say in the report, she didn't want my services. It was, everything was documented on body on camera. So it's little things like that. Like, I'm, I gotta like, that's, that's my, that's my, like, me giving back part. So, um, you know, teaching them, like, from what I know, Teaching them, you know how to stay out of trouble. Uh, certain the pay, how to do the paperwork, how to word their reports, how to make it, how to make it sound better. You know, like people say that I have good report writing. When I mean, I think I'm okay, but I I try to let them know, hey, like this is how I do it. You know, I when when I do a report, I want people, I want to paint in like a picture, so people can see what I saw when I was there. So that's like I said, it kind of forces you to like in a sense, like, grow up, you know? Like, you you, you big you big bro, and you got to be big bro. Hey, man, you know what? Um, When I was, a, when I came out, when I was a uh, PPO, one of the veteran officers was like, I was riding with, I was riding with this officer, uh, Wilson. And we was riding in the, in the wagon. And he said his job was to make sure I get off probation. Mm-hmm. That was his job. He said his job, well, many of them, but he said his number one job was to make sure I get off probation. And that right right there, what you just said, to do the investigatory stop report, the ISR, to make sure everything was straight. So, because, you know, unfortunately, we're living in times now where, you know, we can't even freaking, we can't even skip across, across the street without somebody tricking off. Yeah, really. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just ridiculous on how many, how what people just want to just, just, just exactly. you know, just tell something about what the officer have done. Exactly. Mm. Keep yeah. in mind, he's just over exaggerating, guys. Keep in mind. Keep in mind. Over exaggeration. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't even, I can't even sneeze for somebody, you know what I'm saying, want to uh, uh, file a complaint. But over exaggerating. I said, <laughs> I, I, said that, I said that to say that. I said that to say this, you did exactly right uh, with the PPO. Now you could have said, hey, "All right, well, it's bullshit. We don't need the PPO. Yeah, hell with right, it. So yeah. Hell with it. We good." Mm -hmm. uh, just in case, and especially a domestic, just in case yeah. something happened, you document, "Hey, yeah, we stopped them." 
And this is what happened. She went on her phone. Ain't no way in the world we're going to get her phone. But it's, docu- it's, it's documented what happened, you right. know, why we started them. Nothing to come back. Nothing what the people with the four-letter word uh, can do or say. <laughs> 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 we're not you know gonna call him out. <laughs> so, Holiday, we're not gonna call him out, are we? You know. <laughs> They're probably gonna track us down. Like, who was those? <laughs> right. Yeah, you already know. Think the, we should the, open the case. <laughs> yeah, the four the four letter uh, the four, the four letter, letter group. Yeah, four letter people. <laughs> man. Man, dude, man. Hey, officer step out, man. That's what's up, man. One thing I want to ask. And Holiday and Miss Whitey can, can 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 join in too. When I was talking to Coach uh, Dudzik, um, while I was on the beat, a uh, a worker from uh, I think it was uh, Dollar Tree asked me a question, and I really have to I really have to uh, to think about it uh, because she she dealt with something inside her store where someone had had passed away, somebody died. Mm-hmm. She she observed the EMS workers trying to do uh, chest compressions and, you know, they called it. It was, you know, they couldn't bring them back. Mm-hmm. And it bothered her to a point where she wouldn't want to walk down that aisle, that, 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 that section that he passed away in. So I went in there to check on her a few days later. Uh, and she asked me a question. Cause she said, you know, she asked me how long I've been doing this. And, you know, I seen plenty of stuff. Okay. She asked me, how can I, how can I cope with it? How can I deal with it? And I was like, wow. I had to really, really think about uh how to how to answer that question. Now I answered it with 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 when I was on a on an episode with uh Coach Dusty. I mean, the first and foremost, the, you know, the man above, you know, I can get through it w- with him, with his help. So now you're out there, you're out there for a year. Stefan Holiday, you out there for five years. Uh, Miss Wiley, five years. The things we say, the things we see, the people we talk to, the the you know, how 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 do you how do you handle it? How do you handle it? Because somebody's listening and really need to know how can they handle this, you know, or you know, uh, how can they keep going after the the, the bad things and you know that you see and, and and talk with people you talk with. What do you do to to cope and keep keep moving and keep working? Uh, when I'm off, when I'm off work, I don't think about work at all. Okay, okay, so you shut about, it off. Yeah, I don't think about the police. I don't think about I don't think about anything. If any, if <clears throat> if I do think about it, something something is probably like a story I want to tell. Okay. But other than that, like when I, like I said, when I'm when I'm home. Like I, especially on my weekend, I I I I may get like a news alert or something like that, and if if it's like uh something serious, I'll message message somebody, like hey, like is everything all right? But for the most part, I don't think about, and I try not to think about work, uh, when I'm off work. Just like I said, you know, well, like you said, to shut it out. Because if you if you think about it, if you think about it and you think about the seriousness and the reality of it, it'll it'll start to mess with you. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. How how did they cat daddy? What you think? Um, you know, I'm pretty uh, you know, I'm really it's hard to get to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 
even with the story I was talking about earlier with the FTO. I mean, you remember my first FTO? Yeah. Remember? So I know what Stefan is going through because that guy treated me like a guy on the street. I didn't even mm. feel like a cop. Where mm. I, had to, I had to call Jules like, hey, is the FTO supposed to be like this? Like, he treated me like crap. But what I did was, and what I do is you take the negative and you turn it into a positive. So even though I drove every day, even though I asked the radio if I missed RB calling, he yelled at me. He yelled at me if I missed the expired sticker on the car. Uh, uh, Something I missed, he get on me. He had me do the PDT and drive every day. Mm. He had me ask for radio. Only thing he was there is just to assist. So even though I'm like, man, I can't stand this mother. But at the end of the day, when I was done with cycles, I never talked bad about him because I was ready to beat 99. Mm. My anxiety, everything he had me trained for, what he got on me on, the awareness was there. Okay. So if there's something that bothered me, I either A, prepare, like, um, like I, I'll be ready for the next one. So it don't, it don't bother me. I just turn it around and I laugh about it. You know, um, really move on. I, it's very hard for me to stay on. It's something that bothered me to, to keep me down like that. Um, that way I just pop in the PS5 and play a game. There you go. There you go, you outlet. Why I crack that beer open to get on the PS5? Yeah, hey, man, that's the outlet right there, man. Like I said, man, it, it's yeah, I'd be in that gym or either at the, at the weights or boxing or whatever. That's my outlet. I know, I know, Officer Stefan, you, you you be in that gym too. I, I saw that video you sent me over there, <laughs> dumbbell pressing them, them 100 pound uh, dumbbells, man. Yeah, I see you over there. Hey, uh, Hey, hey Miss Waddy, how about you? We we haven't forgot about you, Miss Waddy. How about you? What you what you use do what you do to what's the coping mechanism to to kind of offset uh some of the things that we we go through on the show? Sincerely, like I literally I go to the source, you know what I'm saying? I go to my master, I go to the person who has power of all, and that's God. And I pray mm-hmm. and and I literally rely on him for my healing because there has been like a monumental incident that I experienced. And that day I didn't suppress anything. I just waited till I got off and I just, you know, I just saw God and said, Lord, only you can heal me from this because you know how I work because you designed me. You know what I mean? So you know how I work. So only you can heal me and have me overcome this. And I'm grateful for that because ever since I've been on the job, I asked God to make me so, I know how to do my job, but I'm not moved to cry on scene. Like if I see a person get shot, I ask him to never let me be desensitized to where I make inappropriate jokes to cope. Mm. Because then if it's my family, I want people to care about my family. I don't believe in we can be dismissive towards the community and their hurts but want people to care about me and mine. I believe in valuing all people because God values all people. So 
and just doing what he's called me to do and be it's like I just asked him to make me not desensitized to it but to learn how to compartmentalize things where it's like I'm not moved naturally to cry on scene for somebody shot like it doesn't I'm not moved to cry like I'm literally like okay gotta do this you know render aid and make notifications this is that so I'm not moved to cry but I'm also not moved at the same time to get in the car and make inappropriate jokes about it either because that is a human life and that life is valuable and it's valuable to me you know what I mean just like people value mine so all in all um I seek God first and have him take away whatever is bothering me or what hurt and that's just if a big super traumatic incident happened. Like I had like a bad Maui incident that happened uh, two years ago. It was really bad. Um, It was very gruesome. It was very, you know, so that was monumental. So dealt with that, mm-hmm. you know, let God heal me from that. And I'm also an artist. So I like to paint, I'll paint or yes, I just like yes, to be around you... my family. I love to kick mm-hmm. it. I love to hang out. I just, I love going out to eat. Like, like I well, love doing fun stuff. Really? And like, yes, yes. You like to go out to eat? We're not uh, talking about Popeyes, so you're not gonna <laughs> set me up. I told you it's never, it's yeah, never yeah. happening. Yeah, it's never yeah. happening. But uh, like Stefan, bro. like if it's not something that needs to be dealt with, like something big, like a bad Maui accident, I will forget what I did the day before at work. You know what I mean? Like, like Stefan said, like I don't like to talk about work outside of work if there's nothing that really that was really traumatic for me to happen I don't care to talk I don't I literally don't have a desire to because before the job I knew how I was and who I was and I know what's a priority to me naturally like if it doesn't naturally come off as a priority to me to like hone in on and revolve around I naturally don't have a desire to talk about oh man, like, I wonder if this offender is going to get caught tomorrow and this is really wrecking my brain. Like, no, I don't, listen, like, that's when I clock in. That eight-hour tour duty, that's when I'll start caring. But when I'm off, this is my life. This is my time. Work is important to me, but it's not my entire life. It's just not. Mm-hmm. That's right. Man, that's, hey, there we go. There it is. Uh, holiday, Miss Miss Waddy. We have any questions for Stefan before we get up out of here? Yeah, I just have one question for my man, and this is uh because you're a real balanced uh, officer here. Do you see yourself mm-hmm. um, being an FTO? <laughs> actually, because they actually, know they need them. They do need them, but um, you know, at first I was like, Nah, I don't want to do that, but. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you know, like I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind being an FTO. I can see. Um, I can see. It's it. yeah, because it, I mean, I just take like my experiences, and like even now, I I kind of have like that urge to like help out like that 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 new PPO. Right. And, right. And, and it's and it's more than just like like them being knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. I think it's more than that. Like the being. And this career is like this is like a little tiny community. Like think about it. Like you four days a week, so that's more than half of the half of the work week you with these people, right? During the summertime, it's probably more than that, double that. Okay, you guys, you with this 
people all the time. You guys eat lunch together. You 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 with this person like you work together. You know, it's it's more than just like a regular, like I said, like a typical job where you go clock in and you clock out. It's more than just that. So I feel like if besides like you know being knowledgeable, like I I would want to help that PPO out as far as them you know being in a sense like comfortable or feeling like welcome onto the job because again when I was on my first cycle. I didn't feel none of that. Like I said, me going to work, and it's funny that you you ex, uh, described your uh, experience because that was exactly what I went through. Like, my FTO wanted me to drive, focus on driving, but then look at the at the computer, and then answer the radio, and yeah, then yeah. expect me to know everything related to the job as far as what paperwork and how to, how to type a report. And I'm like, okay, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Help me, mm-hmm. but and, and but in 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 return, that made me like, kind of like discouraged to even like, it was just anxiety. I wouldn't say discouragement, just a lot of anxiety. Whereas like I was like starting to like close up like a like a shell, like now yeah. I'm sitting now I'm sitting in roll call, and because you know while I'm working with her, I feel like it's an eye on me. But when I'm in roll call now, I, I feel like I can't even really socialize or talk to people because like she going like she by her attitude, it's like it's always like like a hawk just looking at you. Mm. You know? So yeah. it is like me, me, it's like it just wasn't good. You know, if I I who knows? I mean, I may say something to the wrong person, and what if what if my FCO isn't like this person? Now it was it was just a lot. So yeah. I feel like, you know. The teaching aspect, yes, because I don't mind helping people out, especially if I know something, but also letting them know, like, hey, like, you know, you're entering a community, whereas we're supposed to all be together. We're like, like I said earlier, as far as like respect and like not being so closed minded, like I want to teach that PPO, hey, like, you know, you look out for them because they that's that's the, that's the job that we that we're in. Like, you know, if, if I'm going down on a domestic, it doesn't matter if if it's a BS domestic or not, it feels good knowing that, hey, like you, you, you came over here without an axe to come over here and help me out, mm. you know, yeah. or even like doing like lunchtime or after roll call. It's not, it doesn't hurt to like, you know, laugh a little bit to congregate right, right. to coworkers, you know. Right. So, yeah, to answer your question, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, obviously, I would need, you know, more knowledge and more years on to for me to mm-hmm. figure out my own like what I'm doing. But I wouldn't mind it. No, for right. sure. Because cool. we, we know you're a good candidate. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, like to like to to sum everything I'm everything I'm saying up is just treat people re- re- with respect and, and always just be like that helping hand. But I don't know, we'll see. Just keep doing what you're doing. You have a good moral compass. You know what you want out the job. Um, you know who you are, just keep doing what you're doing and continue. I could tell and how you talk, you don't let nothing shake you, you don't let nobody rattle you. So no, I don't. Just don't just continue being like that. Continue being an upstanding officer and respecting your coworkers because people are gonna always remember you for the mm. a lot of officers, and it's not to shade or down them, but just to address the reality, what's real. You can be on a job for 30 years and be a 30-year jerk. And people will remember that to whereas when you retire, 
did you, you know what I'm saying? It's all about what you, what Stefan can say. Mm -hmm. left behind. You didn't just impact the community, but you impacted people you worked with, you worked with. So mm -hmm. just to you being that person that you are. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. That's the show, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Stefan, man, we had a, Hey man, we had a great time, man. We had a great time, man. We're glad you came on and holler at us, man, to talk about your journey on getting off the uh getting off probation. Now you can go out there and start snatching collars and breaking windows and sh shoving batons up in people's butts or whatever the case may be. <laughs> 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 oh man. No, I'm just driving. Well, kind of. So <laughs> hey, yo, but listen. Man, man, uh, everybody, listen, holiday, uh, holiday, Miss Waddy, and also Stefan, man, they can be on on this ride along with us, man, and uh, listen, be aware, be safe, be alert, but also, also be dangerous. Well, hey, thanks again, uh, Officer Stefan, man, and uh, hey, man, listen, man, this ain't it, man. We'll have you back on. We'll have you back on in the future, dude. When you yeah, uh, when when you make FTO or Sergeant, whatever, come first. Yeah, <laughs> well, I appreciate you all taking the time to have me on your podcast. Cool. All right, man. Hey, man, we'll get a chance. We'll, we'll hit the gym together, man. For sure. I'm going, I'm going on furlough soon. So, uh, yeah, I got, I got a 1B and a 2A. So, okay. All right. That's hey, we, we can work with it. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll, we'll get up. All right. All right. Now, all right. Now, we'll holler. All right. Wait a minute, people. We're not done yet. We're the Nanta Blue Cape Award winner. So, Holiday, who's getting the award today? Today, Blue Cape Award winner goes out to no other than nine CPD officers for arresting Beverly Robbery carjacking suspect. The carjacking happened last month as a mother and daughter returned home from volleyball practice and just pulled into their driveway. The officers are all members of the citywide vascular hijacking task force who investigated a robbery and carjacking that got a lot of media attention last month when several people were charged. The disturbing attack was all captured on a family's ring camera. While the attackers got away, the task force members were ultimately able to identify and arrest the alleged suspects. Every case that was investigated, we put everything into in this one. It was a great investigation by the guys. And everything kind of fell into place, award recipient Sergeant Peter Emilio said. According to Chicago Police Memorial Foundation, the task force member was honored. They canvassed for video and they ultimately identified another vehicle that was being used by the alleged crew of suspects. On November 14th, the alleged carjackers was placed into custody and charged with aggravated vehicular hijacking with a firearm and robbery. We on the Black and Blue Vanguard podcast want to salute you and say job well done for the nine officers and congratulations on our being our Blue Cape Award winner. Well, thank you, Holiday, for announcing our Blue Cape Award winner. People, you can always check us out on Red Circle, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Verbal, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Please, we encourage you all, if you have any questions, comments, or if you want to vent, hit us up at Black and Blue Vanguard Podcast at gmail.com. What is police brutality? Does it exist? Police brutality. A coined term that's been worked to death. It's run the gamut from physical brutality to rudeness. And it's a damaging term. When the police
always do something that's objectionable, call it what it is, rudeness, undue force, neglect of duty, or whatever, but not police brutality. It can't be defined. It's just a label that some factions of our society use to destroy public faith in constituted law and authority.